0: One of the most fascinating things about Socrates, he who we think of as sort of the founding father of Western thought, Western philosophy, is the fact that he wrote nothing down. The fact that what you and I think we think we've heard of him or read of him was actually written down by, say, Plato or Xenophon, who I'm going to be quoting from today, as well as three others that maybe we don't know as well Antisthenes, Tisthenes, Aristippus, uh, Eschines. But what comes across when you read from all of these writers, these disciples of Socrates, is their memory of his just inherent heart-level goodness, the way he really was caring. And also, according to, of course, the Socratic method, the way that he would question, at times really ask prodding hard questions to, yes, gently point out his hearer's ignorance, but that was because he wanted to light them with this flame of desire for truth. And it always comes across when you read from him, from these writings of his disciples. Well, I was reading a while back in Xenophon, in one of his uh, series of discourses and dialogues from Socrates. It's called Memorabilia. And I was struck by a particular dialogue. Um, It comes from uh, Pericles the Younger, and that's the son of the more famous Pericles, who was this Athenian statesman and general. And Pericles comes to Socrates in a way that I think I often come to Jesus. Pericles the Younger wants so badly to return to the days of Athenian true glory, to go back to when it was just a light with this passionate valor, as you'll hear in a second. And it caught my mind and my heart because that's how I often feel about the early church. You know, we're living today, right now it's 2021, but when I read the book of Acts, when there was just such a, a tissue-thin experience between heaven and earth, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want for you. It's why I'm always going about trying to think about it and look at the word in a new way. Anyways, that's the heart of Pericles the Younger. So I want you to hear his statement. You can just feel his angst coming through as he speaks this to Socrates. So here's what he said. It is high time also to explain by what means we are to rekindle in the hearts of our countrymen the old fires, The passionate longing for antique valor, for the glory and the well-being of the days of old. Can you feel that? Just his, like, leaning in. Oh, if only we could go back. Well, I want you to listen to what Socrates says back. Well, supposing we wish them to lay claim to certain material wealth now held by others— We could not better stimulate them to lay hands on the objects coveted than by showing them that these were ancestral possessions to which they had a natural right. But since our object is that they should set their hearts on virtuous preeminence, we must prove to them that such headship combined with virtue is an old, time-honored heritage which pertains to them beyond all others. And, and that if they strive earnestly after it, they will soon outtop the world. I read that statement and then I read Socrates' response. And it, it gets me thinking. Let's say that I, I walked out to my front door and Jesus of Nazareth was standing there today. Having heard my prayer, about the first generation, the early church. And I was to say to him something like what Pericles the Younger said. I might say to Jesus today something like this. Jesus, it is high time to find the means for rekindling the old fires in the hearts of followers of you. A passionate longing for antique valor, an equally passionate longing for the glory and well-being of the days of old, of the very beginnings of all this. And I can imagine, based on my times with Jesus, that he would smile. And he might respond to me with something like this, echoing Socrates of old. Well, Eugene, since I wish you to lay claim to the ethereal glories of heaven, I am also trying to stimulate today's believers to lay claim, lay hands on those realities by showing them that these glories are ancestral possessions to which I have already given you a natural right. And since my object is that they, that you, should set your hearts on my virtuous preeminence, I have already proved to you that my headship, combined with the virtues and fruits of my spirit, are an ever-fresh yet time-honored heritage which pertains to you beyond all others. That if you abide earnestly in me, day by day, you will soon outtop the world. You will soon rise into the realm of the heavenly as the experience of your new birthright. Friends, I feel like when I have angst about the early church, angst about the first generation and that amazing connection with the Holy Spirit and their ability just to drop everything and go, I feel like Jesus assuages my angst by reminding me that that is his desire too that yes, I would lay claim to the glories of heaven, but that it's his job to help me lay hands on those realities by reminding me, you know what? They're ancestral possessions. You are part of the family circle of God. I am trying to show you how to take hold. And friends, the beginning of laying claim, the beginning of experiencing that antique valor, as it's called, is that today we would strive after his virtuous preeminence, that the spirit of Jesus as our head, that the spirit of his spirit, the fruits of that spirit, would be the ever-fresh and yet time-honored, in fact, 2,000-year-honored heritage, which is above all others. Because if we are dead serious today about abiding in him, about stopping every time we know that we've stepped away from him and confessing it and coming right back into the place of intimate connection, then the beautiful thing is we will outtop the world. We will not be brought down into the dust again, but we will rise into a totally different realm, an experience of hearing from the throne room of heaven directly into our inner ear. So if, like me, you sometimes feel that existential angst about that first generation, that 28 chapters of the book of Acts that we get to uh, jump into and experience, then I would remind you that the book of Acts is never farther away than abiding in Jesus right now. So let's go follow the one, just like Socrates, who never wrote it down, who spoke it, and who continues to speak it by his Holy Spirit to the hearts of the first apostles who then did write it down and to your heart today. The kingdom of heaven way is totally fresh, and it's totally now. Let's go follow it. Thank you for listening.